Do you find yourself saying, I should not earn more than I need? What will people think of me if I become wealthy? Are you scared of building wealth with your business? Sounds familiar? Your fear of money and success is stopping you from being a better steward of your business and finance. So today, let's look at the role money should play in your business as a Christian entrepreneur. Money can be an asset for the kingdom if you have the right mindset and know how to use it wisely. I'm so excited to share the mic today with my incredible guest and talk about the role money should play in your business as a Christian entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Reina, Christian Money Mindset and Fun Money Habit Coach, and welcome to the Fun Money Habit Podcast. You will not be able to steward money wisely, earn without fear, and go to the next level financially if you believe that money is evil and being wealthy is bad. Let's talk about money from a biblical perspective and learn what the Bible says about it so you can reach your personal finance goal while keeping your heart on Jesus. If you are a Christian female entrepreneur who wants to seek God's first, earn more without fear, leave that tree, build up your savings and make an impact, you are in the right place. It's time to uncover the limiting belief and the self-sabotaging habit that are keeping you stuck financially and let God heal your relationship with money. So grab your Bible, a pen and paper, and let's do this. Coach Stina is a marketing and sales funnel consultant who restructure, align, and create funnels so that her clients are able to book 24Ks on average in additional revenue while working with her. Christina has become a six-figure business earner in less than a year, but most importantly, love ensuring her clients land the clients of their dream. And in fact, she's so passionate that she guarantees you will land three new high-ticket clients while working with her. Christina, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Reina. It's such a blessing to be here already. I just feel so encouraged by our conversation, um, your prayer over us was so special. And so I know that your community is very blessed by what you have to offer. And I'm just honored that you would have me as one of your guests. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Christina. So the first question I have for you is, why do you believe growing your revenue is part of God's plan for your business? Absolutely. So I'm actually going to pull from Matthew 25 for my answer to this question. So a lot of us are familiar with the parable of the talents, right? And everyone is given a different amount of talents. Um, one of them actually buries their talent in the ground, right? And then the person that received the five talents actually multiplied doubles that and makes 10. And he is the one that is praised and encouraged with what he did with his money. So I actually love to read a couple um, of verses with like how the master responds. Absolutely. So it says, and he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much enter into the joy of your master, right? And so to me, and you kind of mentioned this in the opening, but like fear should not be the reason that we decide that we don't want to make more money, right? In my mind, investing is the same concept. If you're not investing financially into your business because 
you're scared of losing money or you're scared of not doing X, Y, Z. That's not a reason to not invest. In this parable, the person that goes out, takes what they are given and multiplies it is the one that is encouraged and that is said, you know, says, well done, good and faithful servant. So I live this out as well. I have invested, I think, 26K in my business now this year alone. And I know for certain that that's one of the reasons why I'd be able to come become a six-figure business in less than a year. And so that kind of, that passage really grounds me in my approach. And then I think it's also important to look at, okay, well, how are the others, you know, responded to in this as well? Um, and so the one who had the two talents came forward saying, master, you delivered to me two talents here. I have made two talents more. So again, that person also took what was given to them, which I would consider like, take some of the money that you've been given, right. And do something with it, like invest it. And we know that like with the stock market and whatever else we're choosing to invest in, like there is risk. Right. And then it goes into Oh, and with the person that had two, it says, I will set you over much, right? And so what that tells me is God gives us more as we show up in our business, right? And as we invest our resources properly. So it's not a matter of sitting back and hoarding our money like that person did with the one talent, right? And hit it in the ground because you can't grow that way. And so the person with the one said, and it actually says that this person was afraid, right? And it says, you went and hid your talent in the ground and his master replied, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reaped where I had not sown and gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. I mean, it's clear as day. Thank you for sharing your perspective on growing your revenue and investing in your business and the parable that you just mentioned i have talked about it on episode three and gave you the three reasons why stewarding money wisely is more important than you think so if you haven't listened to that episode go back to episode number three now to add to what you have just said god is the master and when he called you to become an entrepreneur he will also provide for you he will equip you with the knowledge of how to do your job wisely for his glory. And every resources that you receive has a specific purpose. Some will be investing back in your business, meaning you are investing in new software or system to help you grow faster or investing in a coach to teach you how to become a better marketer or how to sell your product better how to shift your money mindset so you can go to the next level financially without that fear of money some of the revenue that you will receive will be reinvested back for growth others will be reinvested in the kingdom of god for his glory for for his kingdom but we often get so fearful that oh i got that money i don't want to let it go because of our scarcity mindset or we have that mindset of, I can't afford it. So you don't invest and then you can't really see the fruit of that investment because the money is sitting in your bank account or maybe it's been disappearing into impulse buying or overspending instead of using it wisely and doing what God has called you to do in the first place. So yeah, investing in your business can definitely be considered biblical when it's been led by the Holy Spirit and you know that he has told you to do that. It wasn't just a foolish investment for your get rich quick scheme type of thing, but you really have partnered with God 
and you felt that this is your next step for your business to grow. Exactly. I love that. And I think that brings up the point that like there is wisdom to not investing in anything and everything. I always coach my clients and potential clients. You always want to know what your return on investment is. Whoever you are investing in should be able to say, hey, here's the money that you're going to be able to make back or here's the time you're going to be able to make back because there are a lot of false and phony people out there selling you stuff that will take your money. And so when I invest in someone, I look for, do your do you know your return on investment numbers and do you have a guarantee? So the coaches that I've invested in guarantee things. And I also guarantee things when, like you, you know, said in my opening, I'm so passionate about what I do that I guarantee you will land three new clients when working with me because I think it's unfair and unwise to go into investments without that reassurance. And that's where we get into trouble. And that's where you have people spending thousands and thousands of wasted money, right? A lot of my clients that have come to me have had coaches before that haven't been able to get them results. And it's because they're built on these false pillars of promise that really don't have anything inside the program that can actually help the individual business. And so that would be my word of advice is let that guarantee or the R the ROI for whoever it is you're looking to invest in be your reassurance. And if you know that, why not go for it, right? Exactly. Do you believe that growing your revenue is part of God's plan for your business? Oh, absolutely. I think that when God stirs our heart for something that we care about, especially once you start seeing, oh, I can actually get results for other people with this, because there is a difference between I'm passionate about something, I care about something versus I'm passionate and I can use what I'm passionate about to get results for other people. So when you nail down what that is, that is where I believe that God is calling you to say, hey, build a business out of this, because that means that you're able to further the kingdom through your business. I'm not by label a Christian business, but I talk about my faith, you know, in my coaching calls with clients all the time. And I truly believe it's something that sets me apart as a coach. So when we are growing our revenue, that is evidence of our impact. And that impact should be that we are furthering the message of the kingdom, right? And not just with our words, but through our actions, by the ways that we are able to help others get results, by the way we do business, that we're honest and transparent. And so I always say that your revenue is a direct indicator of your impact. Like my, my consult call has been called like upgrade your impact because that's what we're doing. Your revenue allows you to upgrade your impact because that money that you make, you are able to pour into other elements of your business to scale it. It doesn't mean that you're taking more money for yourself. And I think that's that piece that people have a little bit of a misconception about that you were mentioning is like, this isn't about you wanting to get rich. Might you be able to pay yourself a little bit more to support your family or yourself? Absolutely. But that doesn't have to be your motivation. You may want to hire other people. Like, you may want to outsource, like you may want to build an entire team and you can't do any of those things, you know, without revenue. Absolutely. And when we earn more money as a business owner, create the habit of paying yourself because you are not your business. And often I see 
newcomers into their business, even though they make money, they are too afraid to take it out for themselves. They just reinvest, reinvest. But also in the Bible, it says you need to take care of your family. And you can't take care of your personal finance if you're not paying yourself as well. So when you earn a little bit more, yes, you will be able to pay yourself more. But the point that I really like, and this is what is important, your impact will be greater because you can reinvest in somebody else's life. You can have a team member who then can pay herself to take care of her children and her family and then give again to the kingdom. There's a ripple effect when we take care of the talent that God is giving us and the money. When we are a good steward of that finance, which start in a business, and then it's, it goes into your personal finance, which you need to also manage wisely. Mm -hmm. There's a combination of things that can happen. And that's why I'm on a mission to let women know you don't have to be fearful about money. Mm -hmm. If God is giving you a gift and a talent and a heart to serve for his glory, please let me help you shift that mindset because the more money you make, the more impact you can do in this world, the more good you can do. So there's no issue, I feel, with having X amount under your name as a Christian. Mm -hmm. That's a misconception because the problem is not money. Money is a tool. Love of money is a problem. Love that. And my mission is to teach you that when we do have a successful business, when you do it well, don't start having your heart focusing and being more greedy about having more for your own selfish ambition. We're not going to want to do that. We want to do the things that God is calling us to do. And the money that he will provide can create a bigger ripple effect, a bigger impact in your life and in somebody else's life too. It sure can. I think that one of the reasons... As Christians, we can get turned off to the idea of money and even just in the online world in general is because for the last few years, there was really an uptick in the trend of like, make X months, make this amount of money per month, like, right, like hit that 10K month, like that was shoved down our throats so much that I think the polar opposite happened where people said, well, I'm not chasing that. And I'm just like, I'm just content where I am, like in my business, right? And it's perfectly great to be content. But I think that this dichotomy can exist where it's like you're content and you are seeking to grow. It doesn't have to be one or the other, right? So like you accept God's sovereignty that like, okay, that door closed for a reason with that potential client. This door opened for a particular reason for a client. And so you can pursue active strategies paired with your faith, pair paired with your prayer. And that's oftentimes something as Christians that I think we we can't just pray about it. We have to take the opportunity to invest financially in our education to make happen what we want to happen in our businesses. Yes. And I want to read a passage here for all of us, which is 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. Commend those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provide us with everything for our own enjoyment. So hear this, you can enjoy what God is giving you. It's not a sin. Yes. Or you don't need to be poor and not have anything at all to be holy also. And then he says, commend them to do good, 
to be rich in good deed and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the age to come. So as you mentioned before, it's okay to grow your revenue because here God is commanding us to be generous and to share. So it's not all about you and your own desire, but you need to start looking outward and start to be sharing it with the world as well. Right. Because what I would say to that is I have become a better coach and a better consultant when I invest in a coach and or a consultant. Because what ends up happening is I am able to enhance the strategies that I am also using with my clients, right? So they get even stronger results. So the same is true in your business, right? Those gifts that you've been given, when you don't continue to develop those and cultivate those, that's where we can easily become complacent. And we become like the person with the one talent who hit it in the ground. Versus God has never taught us to settle in our faith in any area of our life. He always wants us to be seeking him, growing in his word. I think I've read through the Bible, oh gosh, so many times now, cover to cover. But every time I read through it, I learn something different and I learn something new. And each time I come across a passage, I learn something new. And the same is true when you invest, when you invest in your education for your business to improve it, you're going to learn something different from each person that you work with. And so it's exciting to think about how someone can increase their impact through increasing their revenue when they choose to invest. Absolutely. And like, if you look at Proverb 31 lady, she didn't lack any good things because first, the biggest thing that we can remember from her, she feared the Lord. So she was always humbling herself at God's feet and making sure that she was doing his job. But then she also, with her own money, invested in a vineyard. So she was doing hard things, but with money that God has given her. And that's something we need to remember. In those days, women were considered like nothing. They didn't have the, the standing to earn their own money. But here God is showing us it was okay for a woman to be an entrepreneur. So there's nothing wrong for you to do that too. Exactly. Yeah, she had multiple, multiple things going. Absolutely. She was a multi-passionate woman, right? She was standing up against, you know, the norm of what society should be. And I think women-owned businesses in our day and age, the same applies. Yeah. And she was generous and she has wisdom. And that's all because she was always going back to God with that fear, which is a reverence, not being fearful, like, oh, I'm scared of God. It was just a reverence for what. Right, exactly. What he can do and, and, and how powerful he is. So, yeah, this is an amazing conversation. And like I see with my clients, too, when they start working with me, the shift that happened with the way they show up in their business, because that fear disappeared, the fear of money. Mm-hmm. They are so much more productive. They can look at their numbers, which number is important. You can't take any good decision in your business or in your personal finance for that matter if you don't know what's going on. But when you let go of that scarcity mindset, that poverty mindset, and being like, okay, what is that money telling me? What is God wanting me to do with all of the revenue that I'm generating? It's a game changer. And then you add that with fun money habit, the way I teach it, then you totally transfer 
all of the things that you've been doing, aka the wrong way sometime, into creating solid foundations, starting to save for the future, invest if this is where you are financially, or get rid of your debt. And also get rid of some of those bad habits that we may have because of that fear of money. Mm -hmm. There's so much involved when it comes to money. And this is what I love it so much. There's so many layers. Yeah. And you brought up the mention of like having that full financial picture, which is so critical because what we're not saying yeah. is to make unwise investments, right? Like absolutely. for me, it's a matter of prayer, feeling like a, a gut feeling, which is from the Holy Spirit, that peace. And then also knowing facts about the investment. Will I make my money back? Will I make like save time? Like what is going to be that return on investment? And then I know for a lot of people too, they have families to consider in the yes. equation and like talking to their partner, their significant other to talk about investments. And I thought this would actually be a great way for me to be able to share with your audience the importance and the role that your partnership plays in an investment if you are in a relationship or if you are married. So my husband and I personally, whenever we are asking each other's input on something, whether that be an investment or like a big life change or something like that, even if we disagree, we support each other in like the individual decision we are making moving forward. And in a business in particular, my husband has really honored like, hey, Christina, I trust you to make the decision that you need to make for your business. And so when I come to him, I say, hey, babe, like I'm really needing X, Y, Z with this person because it's going to help me to do X, Y, Z. He gives me his opinion. He looks into it. I weigh it. But then ultimately, he still leaves it up to me. And I am just so thankful for that. So to all the Christian women out there listening to this that have potentially had, you know, struggles in investment conversations with your significant other or your husband, I would just encourage you to like stand up for what you know you need to grow. Obviously, you are a team and that matters. But I think at the end of the day with your business, there are also certain decisions that you have to make for you. And I am just so thankful that my husband honors that in me. Um, and that can also be a thought partner with me because there have been investments I've decided not to make. But what I will tell you is it has not been on the basis of fearing money. And it has not been on the basis of fearing spending my money to make more money. It has been because I don't necessarily have a piece or I don't know the return on investment that that person is going to offer me. But acting or not acting because you are scared of what's going to happen if, what is this going to require me? Like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of money. Those are not reasons to not invest. You have to go with the facts. And that can reassure like those fearful feelings, like you were mentioning, that come with money in the first place. Yes, absolutely. So I just want to say to those women who are struggling out there with their partners, Please bring them uh, into your prayers, like ask God to soften their heart, to open, to share the vision that God has shared with you and to give him a glimpse mm -hmm. of what that vision is for your business so that he can come and partner with you instead of always being against what you want to do. Because relationship like this would be very draining. It's going to be extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say you are in a very lucky position to have someone that can just accept the fact that you can do this. Not all relationships are like this because they see it as being the man and being the authority in the household, the one deciding what needs to be done. Right. 
we I want you really to to please pray, pray for those relationships, pray for for that vision to be shared so that they can see why you're doing what you're doing. And then they can be coming alongside you also, even if they disagree, but just like Christina say, support you with the decision that you're taking because you have been provided money by the Lord and now you want to get bigger and further for his glory. So I pray that um, anyone listening here will, will have that comfort that they can go back to God for that and also i just have a thought that came to my mind which i didn't address before depending on what you do just so you know sometimes you don't know the impact that you're making even if you're not receiving money into your bank account you can still be making an impact because you may be still changing other people's life but when you do receive income and the revenue from the lord because he's the one who provides you can do again even bigger things so this is what we were talking about with christina we're not saying that what you do in your day-to-day job or the post or or your podcast doesn't impact anyone because you're not making any money this is not what uh, we were saying so i just wanted to clarify this just in case oh absolutely i was actually you know i worked in public education for eight years and we do much of our work for free so i have been on the other side of things where i am not paid i was not paid you know my worth um, per se, based on like hours worked. And it just shows that like as business owners, now that ball is in our court to make those decisions for the people working for us to pay them our worth. And that's what increasing that revenue does. It'll, it allows for us to grow. And it definitely doesn't mean that you don't have purpose, but it is a necessary resource to sustain your business and to sustain, sustain your life too. Yes. Yes, you do. If you're doing that business, you need to make a profit and you need to generate income so that you can take care of your business expenses and pay yourself and then take care of your personal finance. And so, Christina, as a marketing and a sales consultant, how does setting up a marketing and a sales funnel strategy help us steward the resources God has given us wisely? I love that. Yes. So I think the mistake a lot of business owners make is investing in a lot of short term fixes. Like you pay for a masterclass here, you do a mastermind here, you you're trying to implement a bunch of little things instead of implementing one long term strategy that's going to set you up for success for years and years to come that you can keep using to grow your business level after level with those like revenue goals that you have. So a funnel is essentially puts into place a very a thoughtful customer journey for your ideal client so that at each step in the process that they go through with you, starting on when they find your Instagram, when they click on your website, like you know the steps that they need to take to build trust with you. And you have offers for each one of those things so that when they do finally feel that, oh, yes, I'm ready, your sales copy is so crystal clear that there is no doubt in their mind of, yes, I want to work with Raina or yes, I want to work with such and such. And so it gives you a long-term strategy rather than a short-term fix. And instead of trying to sell a bunch of different things all over the place and feeling overwhelmed by what do I sell and why do I sell it? You have one pathway that that ideal customer or client is following to say yes to you. Um, and of course, there are people out there that, and I also support this, that are selling multiple things and it works for them. But I promise you the reason it's working is because they have multiple funnels set up for each of those offers. Because for each and everything you're selling, it takes a different amount of trust 
for those ideal clients to feel ready. And so by creating those clear steps for them, that is what minimizes that risk over time. Yeah. So if you want to know the specifics of like what the steps are that your funnel could be, then you can book a call with me. Um, each uh, entrepreneur's steps are different because the steps in your funnel are going to be specific to your audience. And then you also implement steps for when someone says, oh, I'm not sure yet, or I don't want to work with you yet. They are inside of your marketing funnel so that you can keep warming them up to the idea of working with you. And the way that you do that is by educating them on educating them on their need for you. So oftentimes we're giving away a lot of free value that should be reserved only for our one-to-one service package or only for our product. And so people feel like they can go off and execute without you. And that's unfair, right? Because we know that it's not possible for them to accomplish everything we know in 30 minutes or everything we know in an hour. So instead, you're bringing awareness to why they need you and helping them to come to a really strong understanding of that. And that's really exciting because then when they say, yes, like I want to invest in you, they understand the actual value that they that they are going to get when working with you. And so we make that really clear inside the funnel with sales copy. And so that's a big part of what I do with my clients as well as writing sales copy that converts them to each of those steps. Good. And my last question for us today, Christina, is if you could go back in time and talk to your youngest Christian entrepreneur self, what will be the one thing you'll be telling her to start straight away to create that successful business while keeping God's first? I would say to my younger self to invest sooner when I had my first baby business. Um, it took me, I, it really, I spent a full two years like strategizing on my own before I decided to invest. And while I'm thankful for all that those trials taught me, I would say it's like your traditional struggle of the entrepreneur. I've come to understand that that struggle period isn't necessary because there are people that know better than me. <laughs> um, and so while I don't count those years as wasted, they taught me so much. I also look back and know that if I had invested, I know that I would have gotten results a lot sooner. And I would say that I was way more on the side with my first business of what you mentioned at the start of, you know, our time together, which is that I feared making an investment because I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much money. What's crazy is like, I had ample amount of income because I had a full-time job. So I would also say that to people that like, if you're looking to invest in your business idea, do it when you have another income supporting you. Like it was so counterintuitive that I, that I wasn't willing to do that. Right. Um, and so that's what I would say is invest sooner and invest in someone that is going to give you that guarantee of results and that is going to know their return on investment numbers. They should be able to tell you, here's the client average amount of money saved, amount of money you make, time saved, whatever their metric is, they should be able to tell it to you loud and clear. Good. Thank you so much, Christina. Where does the, the audience can go and continue the conversation with you? Yes, I would love to chat with any of you in the DMs. My Instagram handle is sell out with coach Stina. Um, Stina is S-T-I-N-A. 
And so you can find me there. And then you can also join at my website, coachdina.com, my five-day metric moves challenge, where you learn the exact moves my clients have made to book that 24K in average, um, on average in revenue. Great. Thank you so much. So just to recap, having revenue in your business is and can be part of God's plans for you if you're following his step and being really diligent in working for his glory. So don't be afraid if God is is blessing you with, with good income in your business. Now your role though is to be a good steward of that finance. Also don't be scared of investing in your growth so that you can even do better thing and bigger thing in the future. And if you need any help with your marketing and sales funnel, Christina is the expert and she will be there to give you a hand and to help you. But I just want to say, when we do work in our business, always remember that we were doing it as Christ is our master. So keep that in mind because we are not doing it for ourselves. And the world will define success based on your wealth, your fame, your position, and your sometimes your physical appearance. But for God, success has nothing to do with your net worth, your business, or your performance. But it has all to do with you believing in the final work of his son on the cross because he loves you with all his heart and he wants you to love him back as well and to keep him first, not only in your life, but in your business and in your finance. So thank you everybody for listening. If you have any question, let me know by contacting me also on my DMs. I will leave all Christina link in the description so you can find the information there as well. But Christina, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Raina. It was a joy and a pleasure. And I'm thankful to have made a connection with you as a sister in Christ. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review. And don't forget to share the podcast so others can find it too. If you're ready to steward your money wisely and shift your money mindset, Jump on a free call so you can get some clarity on what you should be doing next to reach your money goal, become financially confident and honor God. I cannot wait to talk to you. It's time to create fun money habit. Let go of your money blocks and let God heal your relationship with money. But remember, true wealth is found in Christ alone. Have a blessed day.